on me did you hello and welcome to punk goes pod the internet's only podcast that chronicles fearless records punk go series to answer the age-old question hell yeah or yeah nah i've been sitting on these two brilliant ideas all week i wanted to uh i wanted to express these two like money-making ventures that i had Mm. And but I wanted to do it on this podcast on this on this entertainment form. Shoot. Uh, so there's the K-pop group Blackpink. Yes. Blackpunk. Punk covers of Blackpink. Shit, I'd listen to that. Yeah, but like, but like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah. Yeah, but like, yeah. <laughs> Wait, there you go. That's a that's a that's a that's a for Fearless Records. Uh, hook it up. There you go. That's an idea. Blackpunk. Excellent. Although the only thing is, I don't know a Blackpink song. <laughs> um, I've only ever heard them as like features on other artists' songs. Like oh, they yeah. did a really cool one with um Lady Gaga. Ah, but um, I'm sure I have heard Blackpink just on their own. But Lady I... Lady Gaga. Yeah. Uh, so the other one. So we we live in the state of Victoria. Uh, this this podcast is recorded from the city of Melbourne. It is. Um and. In Victoria, there are numerous Victoria hotels. I'm sure you, if you looked it up, there would be however many, like 20 in the state. Right. I want to open up a Victoria hotel, but it's not, it's not themed or, or named after Queen Victoria, the, the colonizing so-and-so, but Victoria Beckham. So on the walls, it's just picture of, of Victoria <laughs> Beckham the only music is Victoria Beckham, but it's like, it still like looks like a pub. Like on the outside, yeah. it looks like a pub, but you get in there and it's like it's this old looking building and you get in and there's just, there's just posh spice all over the fucking place. <laughs> What's the food like? Oh, it's a bit posh. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you watch the fucking movie though, I'm pretty sure her, her food choices are like sort of very chav. Yeah. Yeah. Ch- Chav? Chad? No, Chav. Chav. Yeah. yeah. It's sort of like, it's what a Chav would think is posh. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that was a funny movie. It, oh, it's a bloody good movie. But those are, those are my two ideas, so. Well, shit. And, 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 and my black punk or black pink cover band yeah. can play it. TM, TM, TM. At, 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 at my Victoria Hotel. Excellent. Yeah. So this week's song... Mm. That 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 idea was fun, ha. but uh, this week we're looking at "Some Nights" by Fun, as covered by Like Moths to Flames for Punkos Pop Five. We sure are. Some nights I wish that my lips could build a castle. Some nights I wish they just fall off. But I still wake up, I still see our ghosts, oh Lord, I'm still not sure what I stand for, oh, what do I stand for, what do I stand for, most nights I don't know anymore.
Now you're the uh, you're the resident fun f- fanatic, fun lover, f- fun attic. Uh, <laughs> I might I might leave the fun details to you, and I'll just pipe in with some excellent commentary. Sure. Uh, so in 2008, Nate Roos's former band, The Format, split. Now I vaguely remember The Format from. Back in the days, because I feel like they were more like scene adjacent. Okay. Yeah. So they they were pretty close to trying to think of like who else has sort of done that, where it's kind of like they start off in like a scene or like punk band, and then go off to like do a very non. Well, I mean, like Cobra Starship's a good example. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Anyway, immediately afterwards. Nate would ask Jack Antonoff and Andrew Dost to join his new band. Dost had toured with the format and provided instrumentation, and Roos and Antonoff met after the format toured with Antonoff's then-band Steel Train. In November 2008, Fun embarked on their first tour opening for Jack's Mannequin, which I'm chuffed to read. Jack Antonoff opening for Jack's Mannequin. Yeah. 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 I am Jack's support act. Uh, in 2010, Fun signed to Fueled by Ramen, and in 2015 they went on hiatus. Uh, since the hiatus, Nate Roos has released a solo album, written lyrics for Keith... L- Bleh. Let me try that again. Since the hiatus, Roos has released a solo album and written lyrics for Keith Urban. It's truth. Yeah. And has started a podcast about the Lethal Weapon TV show. Um, I mean, the Lethal Weapon TV show had three seasons, so... Uh, I think there was some controversy with, like, the lead guy, because Coach from New Girl yeah. plays plays Danny Glover's character, Murtor, yep. in it, but then I think the guy who played Mel Gibson's character kind of turned out to be a Mel Gibson. I could be wrong. Oh. Um, I'm not going to... I don't know. I can't remember what it was. He he basically left in sort of controversial right. fashion, and then they got Sean William Scott, and I was like, <laughs> I'll, watch, I'll watch most things with Sean William Scott. Yeah. I, I was. Th- it made me think, like, I really wish... Like, I want to put it out there to the, the sunny creators, the always sunny in Philadelphia creators, to do a series that's like a prequel series, I guess, but like of Country Mac, played the, oh, that was played good. by Sean William Scott, and him being like an actual badass in the country, just like fucking all the dudes. Mm. And, and yeah, every now and again, like, he has to talk to his really shitty cousin in Philadelphia. True. Yeah, yeah that would be good. Um, you've got a lot of ideas you bring into the table today. It's just this entrepreneurial mindset yeah. of, you know. Grindset. <laughs> um, since Fun went on hiatus, um, Jack Antonoff has become the lead singer for the indie pop group Bleachers and has also become a massive producer in his own right. He also appeared on the TV show for High Fidelity as himself. Oh yeah, yeah. The, uh, the 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 Scottish musician who was also in the new series of Gossip Girl that she's dating, and she goes to the studio and she's like, "Oh fuck, it's Jack Antonoff." Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> oh, you're just Jack Antonoff. <laughs> it's funny, like I, because yeah, like Jack Antonoff. Just side note, has worked with the likes of Taylor Swift, Lord, Carly Rae Jepsen, and the Chicks. Um. I feel like Jack Antonoff particularly got a lot of attention for the work he did with Taylor Swift on Folklore and Evermore. Well, because that's him in the, when she goes off into the cabin in the woods. Yeah, yeah. And then it's him and some other guy. 
Some other guy. Some other guy. Um, a guy that other guy's from... probably like fucking Daryl Hall or someone. <laughs> no, it was a guy from the National. Um, uh, yeah, Aaron Desner. Yeah. Um, but like, I remember around about then, there are a lot of like think pieces coming out of like, oh, is Jack Antonoff sort of just dipping a toe into, or like putting his finger into everybody's pie, as it were, in terms of like producing quote unquote female artists. And so a lot of people were like, oh, like he should just back off and stop being so annoying. But then it was like, or you could just let these musicians make their own decisions about who they choose to yeah. work with in terms of producing. Um, but then, like, it's funny because, like, I love folklore evermore. Midnight's came out end of last year, and Jack Antonoff was the primary producer on that. And it's fine, but, like, it definitely has, like, his fingerprints all over it in a sense where I don't love it as much. And so like, yeah, I'm calling myself out here because I'm just like fully leaning into that camp of like, maybe he is a bit overexposed at the moment. Maybe he needs to just like okay. sit down for yeah. a bit. <laughs> I mean, it's very rare if you're going to like everything that oh, an artist absolutely. puts out. Like there's probably like, there, there would be like two bands that I go, yep, that's a perfect. Oh no, probably a band that, that I would say, yeah, it's a perfect discography. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I, I, I can't imagine the mindset of Taylor Swift or Carly Rae Jepsen being like, oh, and I'm going to work with Jack Antonoff for this album and the fan base just being like, oh, that's annoying. No, no. And that's the thing is like, I think I've just been too online the last couple of years, which would not help at all. But um, like, oh, sorry. That's it. Oh no, I was just going to say, it's, 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 I imagine it has to be a case then of, cause, yeah, cause I feel like Midnight's, was it sort of universally just kind of, eh. Oh, uh, it's funny. Like a lot of people are like, oh my God, this is the best one so far. It's just like, really? But I feel like she's going to have those fans that, Every new thing is, oh my yeah. God, it's amazing. I think generally speaking, a lot of people were just like, okay, like Folklore and Evermore were incredible. And then Midnight's was just fine. The people, the people who proudly, like the, the, the women in their late twenties and early thirties who proudly say I'm a Swifty mm. are probably like that. Like, oh my God, everything she does is just <laughs> golden. Um, yeah, it's a case of if, if it's sort of, had a, an amount of, not ne- necessarily negative, but just sort of received with a kind of shrug. Mm. You know, you take that that thing of like, do I go away for a little while and work on stuff or just take a break? Or do I double down and make even more music and potentially it gets worse? Mm. Very true. But that's enough about Jack Antonoff. Uh, and the third guy, Dost, Andrew Dost, has mostly kept quiet um, since Fun went on hiatus, but has released a number of solo songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was one that I couldn't find an abundance of stuff about. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to take the facts about the song? I would love to. So, Some Nights was the second single from the 2012 album of the same name. That- it's disgusting that that is now like 11 years ago. Yeah. I 
Look, when we get into the thoughts, I'll tell you about my introduction to fun. All right. Uh, lyrically, the song expresses the existential angst of the young protagonist who is lost and far away from home. I kind of, I appreciate that it's, that, that they've created a story and they're telling it. I, I don't know, that sounds really basic. <laughs> but just like, I don't know, I feel like that's kind of cool that they've sort of created this sort of world and this character and and this is their narrative. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's not just like, oh, here's a message or something like that. But like, <laughs> I don't know, I feel like I'm just not getting it, not getting it right. Uh, the line, this is it, boys, this is war recalls the English lyrics of Nina's 99 Red Balloons. Oh, as covered by Goldfinger. I was going to... I was going to... For the 90s. I was going to say, so they're... The 2000s. Uh, so they're riffing on Goldfinger then. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm pretty, no, she did do a... She did do an English version of uh, 99. I think it was 99 Red Balloons instead of 99 Red Luft Balloons. That um, would make sense. Yeah. But... You know, I still like to think it's Goldfinger because fuck yeah, Goldfinger. Uh, the video was directed by music video director Anthony Mandler, who directed the videos for Maneater by Nelly Furtado, Shut Up and Drive by Rihanna, and Starships by Nicki Minaj, just to name. Nicki Minaj. Just to name a couple. Uh, the song reached number one on the ARIA charts. Wow, I didn't realize we loved it so much over here. Number four in Canada, uh, and number one in New Zealand and the US, and seven in the UK. That's, it's, you know, New Zealand needs something uplifting after Jacinda uh, resigned from yeah, her position. They, they need a number one single from, from 2012. From 11 years ago. To lift their spirits. <laughs> well, you know, it does kind of have that that sort of, that marching beat. And it is sort of like a, it's... It's a very, hey, it's 2012 and this is an inspirational song kind of mm, yeah. vibe to it. It has that, like, a, I'll fuck with anything that has a marching beat. Yeah. yeah and, that, and this 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 is only marching beat. Yeah. Um, it's a bit more than that. but um, So, yeah, 2012, mm-hmm. it was WrestleMania. <laughs> Uh, to 20, 28, WrestleMania 28. It was John Cena versus The Rock, Once in a Lifetime. Mm-hmm. And their song, um, the other big song of theirs. Um, we Are Young. We Are Young. Yeah. <laughs> played. Oh, my it. goodness. And it was, uh, they they were doing, like, this thing of, like, John Cena is the underdog and he, like, he came up from nothing and... And the rock is coming in from Hollywood and he's, he's the big time celebrity. And so like they had Flo Rida come out and perform for the rock's entrance. Sick. <laughs> they had like a, a pre tickets to my downfall, like pre, pre, pre tickets oh. to my downfall, like still redhead yes. version of Machine Gun Kelly. Yes. Do John Cena song to, to sort of be like, Oh nah, but I'm indie. Yes. <laughs> And I remember just being like, oh, okay, this guy. Who's this guy? Machine Gun Kelly. But yeah, the, 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 we are young played on like the, the like promo to this match. Right. Essentially. Okay. Um, I think it was like, it showed like them as kids. Aww. The Rock and John Cena. Before they weren't. Beat the shit out of each other in choreography. <laughs> yeah. 
before they quote unquote beat the shit out of each yes. other. Uh, what would you like to say about this song? <laughs> Lots of things. Yeah, That's go for it. That's why we're here. Yeah. No, I fucking love this song. It's so good. Like, it's very, and I can see on your notes here, like, it's just very queen. Like, it's just super bombastic. Oh, the like, This Is It Boys, This Is War bit is real Freddie Mercury. Yeah. To me. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I don't know. If that's a if that's a an influence of his, then that's not a bad influence to have. No, God no. Absolutely not. Like yeah, Queen have influenced everyone. Yeah. Like They influenced this podcast. They sure did. Yeah. Um it's Yeah, I don't know. Like I think I did end up going back and listening to Some Nights the album in full, maybe last year or the year before. Because I didn't listen to it properly back in the day like only listen to the singles and i feel like had i caught it at the right time these guys would have been like one of my favorite bands i feel i mean we weren't living together at the time but but it would have been a lot of mornings waking up to this yeah absolutely as you listen to it in the shower <laughs> it's part of my morning I, routine I, I don't know if i don't know if your roommates at the time who were very uh, particular about their music, yes. um, considered that their personality, their, their their taste in music, where the fun was one of those groups that they liked or disliked. It's like, I feel like... Mm. I feel like if you're going to allow room in your heart for you too, then you can allow room in your heart for fun. Very true. Anyway. Yeah. We don't need to subtweet on this <laughs> podcast. Uh. Um I think more just in the sense, like, what am I trying to say? I feel as if fun, like, the at least Jack and Nate individually ended up getting more, like, cool points slash credit, like, the further in their careers they got. Because, like, I remember the format as being, like, a cool band, but then I feel like fun was, like, extremely earnest, and since then fun like the members of fun have gone on to become like very key parts of like music production for example i could be wrong because this isn't my this isn't my scene of music my style of music but i feel like they were one of those bands that was like a lot of a lot of heat was aimed at them they were sort of like they were kind of like the nickelback of pop yeah, music I, but I, but yeah. also like but then why are they selling out stadiums mm. someone's buying those albums someone's buying those tickets like somebody yeah loves this yeah and like i think one thing i appreciate as an adult or i guess more of an adult wait 2012 yeah more of an adult is like list like listening to this and reading the lyrics within the context of, like, where the likes of Nate Roos and Jack Antonoff have ended up now, it's interesting to sort of see them at, like, their midpoint of their career. Or, mm. or not midpoint, but, like, early mid. Yeah. Like, because as much as, like, the lyrics are about, like, just a protagonist, like, if you look up the annotations on Genius, a lot of the notes, like, it's just very much rooted in the context of like Nate having emerged from the format and started this new band and copying some shit for it. 
and being like, well, why am I here kind of thing. Like, mm. yeah. I'm not being anywhere near as articulate as I was hoping to be, but that's fine. We'll just keep going. You've worked a full day, so... I have. I will, uh... I'm going to give you some slack. Uh, to me... Now... Now, you know my musical stylings, my musical tastes. I do. To me, this is kind of... We went and saw Megan, or Megan. Megan. And there was... There was basically a section where it was like a promo video for Megan when she was like, when she was doing the voiceover. Yeah. They played a song, like they played a backing song Mm. that sounded exactly like this. Right. And that's kind of what this is for me. Like this is sort of, this is kind of background music for like a, a, a product or like a, a company that like their promotional video and you don't know what they're selling you mm. and you you end the video with more questions than when you started. Sure. Or it sounds like it would be played on the trailer for uh, like some Oscar bait movie like, right. to really sort of like pump you up and like and inspire you. See, like I, I find that sort of stadium rock kind of thing endearing. Like... Yeah. I like that they had so much ambition. Yep. Um, and that they were so earnest for their time. I think, well, like, yeah, I feel like they, and again, like we could both be wrong, but like, I think, I feel like they probably did get a bit of flack for just being like full throated earnest. Yeah. Like anthem after anthem, at least for their two like lead singles. And then, like, Carry On is sort of more of, like, a somber one, but that's still, like, an anthem. Like, they just went for it. Like, I like that. Like, it, it, it feels like music that was written specifically for an audience to sing back at you. Yeah, yeah. To, to sing back at them. Um, yeah, like, I I have those, those points, but I, like I said, like, that marching beat. Yeah. Like... If it wasn't for, if it wasn't for that marching beat in Youngblood by Five Sauce, I would think that was a garbage song. But it has yeah. that marching beat. I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I will get with this. Yeah. And I don't know what it, and I don't know if it's for everyone else, but like when there is that sort of like very rhythmic, yeah. very monotonous, not monotonous, but like kind of, kind of beat to something, I get all in on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just when I sort of like, pull away and I guess that's kind of what I was almost or what I was sort of alluding to which is like half of the population either don't like it or don't get it and half of the population loves it love it yeah and so that's where it's like coming in from where you're going oh I love this and I'm going "Mm, I've got some things that I yeah that I want to to address with this song I've got some I've got some some points um and look I'm not a musician. I'm not, I'm not a I'm not a well-regarded successful music producer. So what the fuck do I know? This made them this, this was so successful for them. True. True. <laughs> like, like, what the fuck do I know? I'm I'm sitting here in my study on a fucking microphone and laptop talking about it. Um you know, but like I do want to get a vocoder to do 
We should record an entire episode oh, in Dakota. Just, just a whole episode. <laughs> It'll, it won't be annoying for anyone. No, they'll love it. Nah, everyone will fucking love it. But yeah, like, and I can, I could, you know, I, I am imagining that big stage and doing those like big Freddie Mercury yeah, style, yeah. like, you know, and like, and it's got a chant as well. Like, that's a gang vocal. They do gang vocals. True. They so. Do. I, 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 yeah, and I'm not someone who's mad that fun existed. I, no. I'm happy that they existed. And I feel like it's one of those things like when they left, people were like, cool. And then when, you know, give it time and they're like, yeah, I miss them. Yeah. Yeah. I think like, I'm personally just very interested in like, like for instance, like if Nate Roos ever released a bio like biography or something like I would read it like autobiography like Mm -hmm. because just coming into the world of fun and then like Nate Roos and like the solo stuff that he's done since like I find him a very interesting character where like on the surface I get the impression that he's like and like without going into like any sort of parasocial nonsense but like I get the feeling that he's just very like, like it feels like there's sort of an ambition and like a drive and like a real earnestness that comes through like in his music, but then as a person, he's more just like feet on the ground, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Like, because like it's different to like that sort of irony pilling kind of thing where it's sort of like, oh, but I couldn't ever possibly be excited about anything because like he is so fucking earnest and that's that's it like why can't i just be excited about something like why why does everything have to just have irony attached to it why can't i just fucking enjoy the things that i enjoy yeah like so like i'd just be super curious to because like i also because yeah like i got curious about what Nate Roos was up to when he was guesting on um, what was Blink-155. And, like, he was, like, writing, like, some cool, like, punk shit just Mm. for fun. Like, because he was like, fuck yeah, this would be, like... Yeah. So, like, he just seems like a very interesting character in terms of his interests and just... he Yeah, he somehow, like, strikes this balance where, like, he can be both kind of like, chill about things, but also, like, super-duper into, like... Yeah. I don't quite know how to articulate it. He loves the things that he loves. Yeah. By the the appearance of it. Yeah. Case in point, a Lethal Weapon podcast. Very true. Which you could listen to and get an idea of what he's up to. Very true. Um, Full disclosure, I did get in touch with Nate, like, ages ago and asked if he wanted to come on this. I think it was, like, 2020. (laughs) Yeah. It was, it was, it was yonks ago. And I, I was chuffed he gave a very kind response where he was busy with some other things, but thank you very much. He did not need to respond at all. No, so, no. I so was, that's, you know. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, this is very nice of you, Nate Roos. Thank you very much. And look, I'm sure that after his appearance on Blink-155, every podcast that spawned from Blink-155, ours included, yeah. probably reached out to him like, oh, hey, man, can you come on <laughs> my podcast to talk about music? I think, yeah. I think I'm... 
like just talking aloud. I feel like I'm very interested in Nate Roos and like Jack Antonoff for their different brands of like being earnest about things. Because mm. like Jack Antonoff, like bleaches to me feels like a sort of spin off of fun just in terms of like that sheer earnestness. Um, like I get real like Springsteen vibes out of bleaches and just what oh, Jack yeah. is doing with that. And again, I can't really talk. Because I'm not like a huge Springsteen fan, even though I've got a tattoo that says "Boss" on my arm. Um, but like, that's no, a Rocky Horror Picture Show tattoo. Remember? Very true. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I think like I kind of missed the boat in terms of getting into them as like artists back in the day. But like, mm. I'm just curious to hear like their outlook on life. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look. This is this is. Uh, an open invitation anytime <laughs> Nate Roos wants to get on this podcast. Or Jack Antonoff. Or Jack Antonoff. Why not? Uh, you know, anytime. But we'll... not Andrew Dost. We don't like you. Ah, oh, that's not nice. No. Andrew, we're, you're we're Drew, you're welcome anytime as well. Tell us what you've been up to because I couldn't find it on Wikipedia. Very true. Um, yeah, I, oh, I had a point. And <laughs> this is just, yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it's gone. We're doing our best. Just quickly, like the music video just gives me real early 2010s oh, vibes. We traveled back to 2012 when we saw this film. Just clip. that fucking like, just what even era? I want to say colonial era. That's not even. No, it. it's the, it's, I think it's the tens. I think it's like, oh no, that might've been civil war that they were. Yeah. Yeah. At. So it was like the late. The late nineteenth century, the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, that's 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 the slavery war. Yes, but like just real like Mumford and Sons ass. Oh, it's just the it's dripping Mumford and Sons. Like this is this is Mumford and Sons were probably mad that fun like got in on their aesthetic. I love that we just had this brief moment in pop culture where like the aesthetic was. Electricity doesn't exist. <laughs> well, it, it was the, it was the, the 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 turn of the the century, like uh, the industrial revolution. Yeah, was was did electricity exist then? I don't even know. Ooh, around like they had trains. Yeah, I and 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 mechan, uh, mechanized spiders. I know that from Wild Wild West. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Wild Wild West would, would quite, lie about the train bit about it. Yeah, they hadn't quite nailed electricity yet, but they had mech, mech spiders. I think I think electricity was was just starting. Like, oh yeah, let's romanticize the time before electricity and running water and like flushing toilets. Yeah, I think that I think maybe plumbing is like the just like damn. I wish we could go back to days where we just did not have reliable plumbing. Do you know what? Well, do you know what would it be for me? Mm. I get a headache most days. <laughs> and, 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 and what would be the, what would be the cure for that? Oh, just chew on some root bark or something. Like, yeah. Like have some, have some sarsaparilla. Have some, yeah, have some of this with, that has uh, cocaine in it, you know? <laughs> if, if I was a woman and, and Freud would be like, well, I've got a vibrator and some ecstasy for you, mm. you know? Yeah. Women having all of the fun times. Sure, sure. <laughs> I think it was ecstasy where he was like, "Oh yeah, this will help." Oh, I don't even know. Um, yeah, the point I was going to make before was the thing that I want to do before the end of this podcast mm-hmm. ends, and I had this like 
sad moment the other day where I was like, this is going to end at some point. Oh, at this rate, probably it's, not. It's still, <laughs> still very far away. I don't yeah. know what, I don't know what's going to come first, either the end of this or another punk goes on. Or the heat death of the universe. <laughs> The solar flare just cuts yeah. cuts out all the electricity, and then we're back to we're back to fucking no flushing toilets. And as we're evaporating, I'll just go, "Oh, thank Christ!" <laughs> oh, we were supposed to record today. That's nice. <laughs> I wasn't in the mood. This is great. <laughs> but one thing I want to do before this podcast ends is I want an original musician to yeah. discuss the cover. Yeah, with us because we've had. We've had uh, Hands Like Houses. We have. Uh, discuss their cover. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd like to talk to some other musicians perhaps about their covers. Yeah. In the future. But I want to talk to, I want to talk to an original musician about the cover of their song. I feel like had I tried a little bit, maybe we could have gotten Kimber to talk about mm. Gautier or I somebody mean, that I used to know. she's from New Zealand, so I can just get her on speed dial and be like, hey, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. That's why yeah. it was, That's why it's the closest we probably uh, could have gotten. Yeah. Um, but yeah, unless unless we talk to one of the the bands that do an acoustic cover of their own song. True. Yeah. But it's, yeah. Anyway, I, that's all I had to say is like, A, Nate Rue seems like an interesting person, and B, remember that period where everyone was wearing suspenders Oh, it was, and, and the... And playing the fiddle. And, like, the the, the, the caps, yeah. like, the driver's caps. And, like, the Great Gatsby movie didn't help the matter, like... Mm, different period, but, yeah. Like, ten years. Oh, it depends on what it is, because I keep thinking that it's the 1910s, like, the First World War. I... But then also, I mean, I'm probably... Yeah, America wasn't terribly involved in the First World War, because it didn't terribly, you know, affect them. I think that's another thing that gives me the shits is just this thing of like romanticizing war. Yeah. And like, like speaking of Jack Antonoff, like there's a single or like, I think it's a B side actually on like the deluxe edition of Midnight's. And it's so cringe. Cause like the song is called the great war and it's basically like about a relationship breakdown, but she just like all of her analogies are like war related. Okay. So she's like, we were battered and bruised. It's just like, these people fucking died yeah. in the name of, like, just whatever, like... It's 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 like it's like in the US you see fuckheads like Marjorie Taylor Greene going like, oh, I have to wear a mask. It's like, it's like Auschwitz. I'm like, I'm like a Holocaust survivor. There's just, to, like, there's nothing romantic about wartime. Nah. Like, it's people fighting for, like, oligarchs' interests and, like... Yeah. Yeah, like, I get within the context of this song, like, this is it, boys, this is war, and it's all like, he's, like, Nate has been, like, a colonel or something, like, rallying his troops, but it's just like, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna be maybe controversial sure. as well. I'm going to say this as well about the romanticize, the romantic, romanticized nature mm. of war, um, and it's that, I kind of get squigged out when Americans romanticize oh, yeah. war because like That's World War World War 2 was the last one where it was like oh yeah you're the good guys and like and hey as an Australian we followed America into every war that they get themselves into but they keep like going into countries and it's like just yeah back down back off on this one like try and distance yourself a little bit from war cuz basically yes 
nearly a hundred years ago, you were involved and you were involved. You weren't the heroes of the war. Everyone was involved with that war. But like, just, I don't know. It puts a bit of a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, no, there's something very like cocky at least and like very sinister at most about, yeah, romanticizing war in a country that has just fucking plundered its way around the world. And like, it, it romanticizes a war where, and I'll say we, because we were in that, oh, war, yeah, yeah. like Australia and New Zealand, the Anzacs were in, in those wars as well. But it's like the last war where we kind of won as well. Mm. <laughs> where it's like, all right, yeah, we've, we've defeated the, the bad. And then they went into Vietnam and it's like, oh God, why'd you do that? That's terrible. But yeah. anyway, this is, <laughs> this is not a war podcast. Thank fuck for that. I know. Shall we talk about, like, moths to flames? Yeah, like moths to war. feeling about that one <laughs> i was gonna say thankfully thankfully it's not live and i can t- t- do a second take but i'm not t- doing a second take i don't know i don't have a better one <laughs> so like moths to flames formed in 2010 from columbus ohio ohio mm-hmm. mod <laughs> the band formed when frontman chris reuter joined with four of the six members of the metalcore act Terra Firma. Jesus. And I, yeah, I couldn't really find much else out about them. Um, I wrote down a six-person metalcore band. They either had a keyboardist or a third guitarist. I like that you always say in a side, like, and I just wrote this down. Like, that's okay. You uh, there, don't have to admit the how the sausage is made. There is, there is, a, there is a natural way that I could say that. But I, <laughs> I choose not to. I choose to do it the idiot's way. No, I like it. Oh. Um, I like that you let the listener in behind the scenes. So before I share my notes about what I think about this song, dear wife, yeah, what do you think about this song? <sighs> See, I made a very deliberate effort today with listening to it to be like, okay, let's just remove the fact that I fucking hate this aesthetic. Yep. And I can actually like, I, I appreciate it for what it is in terms of the effort. Like, there's more going on than meets the eye at first, or the ear, I suppose. Like, at first I was just like, yuck. Like, as soon as just the, like, came in, like, it's very easy for me to just, like, my inclination is just to tune it out and be like, nope, not for me. But Mm -hmm. when I was listening with, like, more of a critical ear, they do preserve a lot of the elements of the original 
that make the original so iconic. They just have them in different ways. And we we've we've spent however many minutes now talking about earnestness. And this this does come across as a very earnest cover. This comes across as sort of doing the song justice. Yeah. Um like yeah, it's it feels like nothing's phoned in. And like even when you when you sort of cuz like I the first time I listened to it and just the way that, like, his quote-unquote clean singing yeah. is like, oh, I know how this is going to go. Yeah. I know <laughs> yeah, I know yeah. how this is going to go. But, like, you listen even to that part and, like, they've put in harmonies. Yeah. Again, like, if they phoned it in, they wouldn't do stuff like that. They wouldn't add those little those little details that, that makes it sort of have these tiny little elements of staying true to the original. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then yeah, the breakdown starts. And I'm like... <laughs> I kind of feel like the start, the like clean start, is to just basically facilitate like a <gasps> shocking breakdown. Oh, for sure. And I, I can't tell at this point if I'm listening to a good metalcore. Like, <laughs> I don't even want to say metalcore because, like, we've been core pilled. There are like there are good metalcore bands. Like, yeah. a band like Unearth is not at all like this, but like. I I don't know if I'm listening to a good band from this scene mm. or if I'm listening to a bad band from this scene because I just sort of go, oh, another yep. breakdown, and that does not sound any different to the 50 million other breakdowns I've that's heard. That's the thing. Like, I think that's what I was trying to avoid doing when I listened to this today because my first instinct is just to dissociate and be like, I'm out. Yeah. Like, not interested. But this genre like similar to what we were saying about fun at the beginning like people love it for a reason Mm. and so i was trying to sort of pick up those elements about it that were quite clever as opposed to just like what sounds like just doing like blacks into the microphone i mean me as a as a metalhead will will attest to the fact that no one hates subgenres more than metalheads oh yeah as well like (laughs) Like I have my style that I like, and this does not gel with that. And so this, uh, this is the sort of thing. Like I might as well be listening to God, something that I hate. I don't know what else. I Taylor sort of... Swift. <laughs> For the most part, like a couple of songs will come on, and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's you know, that's pretty good. But like, I do like the the like the guitar melodies in the verse. Yes, yes, are very catchy. Yeah. and and. Yeah, like, I just, I, as I said, like, I've heard one breakdown, and it's every single breakdown that these bands do. Yeah. I, I would have loved it. Like, I had the idea, it would have been kind of neat if they styled the rhythm of the breakdown to, to go with the whoa, whoa. Yeah. Uh, so it was like, but then I guess it's not really a breakdown, is it? No. No. <laughs> but I can sort of like, yeah, they could have sort of timed like the chuggy bits to to like dun 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 like if they don't already. But like, even just a different rhythm for breakdowns instead of just like open open pam 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 open open yeah. Mm, 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 mm. 
Yeah. Like, I don't know. I need someone who's into this scene to go, these are the good bands, these are the bad bands. And I'm sure if I listened to, to if I compared and contrasted, yeah, I would probably go, eh, yeah, they sound kind of the same. Um, <laughs> but even like... Even, like, there was last year, there were a few sort of deathcore albums that people were shitting their pants over, like the new Lorna Shore album. And I listened to it and it's just like, it's just a deathcore album. Yeah. It's just, oh, it's just because he, he sings nice in parts. But, like, yeah. it's still just breakdowns. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I, I didn't, I didn't love it. But, like, I didn't love that. But this is, this is, this does okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, I... I don't know. I would have loved this as a teenager, mm. as a fifteen-year-old, because it because it does it. Is, it's heavy. It has breakdowns, and it has, you know, it is catchy. It has catchy yeah. melody to it. And I, yeah, as as a teenager, I would have glommed onto this. And like, I always loved a cover. I always loved a cover. Song. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't care necessarily what it was. If it was a. If it was a. You know, a heavy cover, I would listen to it and I would enjoy it. Yes. Yeah. I think, like, for me, when it hit the bridge, like, the bit that in the originals, like, the spoken, like, my heart is breaking for my sister and the con that she called love, like, from there outwards, it becomes, like, closer to what I was expecting in the first place. (laughs) Because they do take a moment to sort of breathe and, like, do a closer throwback to... Fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, and look, admittedly, that's because they take a moment to not just be like, my heart is breaking for yeah. my sister. But like, it's in those moments where like, and in the refrain, or like the, man, you wouldn't believe the most amazing things that can come from some terrible, nah. And then just sort of mm. goes like, ooh. Like, I like that the guitarist does that noodly bit in the yeah. background to, like, yeah. match it. Like, they do have these very clever little bits where they're picking up the melody because, like, they've obviously listened and engaged with the song enough to pick it up. The same reason that they have, like, harms that are really sick. Yeah. Like, it's all there. It's just there's still, for me, too many layers of just screamy that, like, yeah. I don't fully fuck with it, but I really, really, really appreciate it for what it is. It's a very genuine effort. Yeah. It's, it's as I said, like, n- not phoned in for a second. Like, this was, well, this was their, this was their advertisement. This was them showing the world from, you know, the, the, the stage of a Punk Goes album. Hey, this is who we are and this is what we do. And I feel like they, they get that message across. Yeah. Really well. Yeah. It's just again. It's like I don't know if I'm listening to a to a good version of this, yeah. you know, this style of music, or if it's just, or if it's just sounds, or if it all just sounds the same. Yeah, yeah, very true. <sighs> I think that's about it. <laughs> I think so. Hell yeah, or yeah, nah. Yeah, I will. I I I will give both a hell yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, like, it's very genuine, it's very earnest with the cover, and, and I really do appreciate that. I do, I do, I do think they do a, a good job of doing their own thing with this while also adding elements that stays true to it. Yeah. And, and yeah, the original, it is that, that, is it a bit cheesy? 
2023, yes. Mm. But that marching beat, I fuck with. Yeah. What about you? Uh, hell yeah for both. Like, again, I really appreciate what, like, Moths to Flames? Yeah. Do, sorry, I was going to say, like, Moths to a Flame. Um, I appreciate what, like, Moths to Flames do with it, even though it's not my jam. Yeah. Um, and then the original, like, I still fuck with it. Like, it's just, I was going to say, it's just so much fun. Like, it literally is. Like, it's <laughs> just fully earnest, and I love that. And the older I get, I'm just like, fuck yeah. Like, just be earnest. Like, who cares? Can you answer for me, is it fun all capitalized or no capital? It's fun, I think it's lowercase with a full stop at the end. Okay. Fun. Because I feel like I've seen it all capitalized. I don't know why I'm throwing up three fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do an F. I feel like I've seen well, I think, yeah, so generally stylized as lowercase fun, full stop. Yeah. Um, but I guess because, like, their album art, a lot of it is just, like, capital F-U-N, fun. I like the lowercase with a with a period at the end of it. It's just very sort of like that's very like twenty tens aesthetic as well. I feel fun. Yeah, yeah. How are you going tonight? We are fun and fun. Yeah. Are you having a fun night? Um, but no, hell yeah to both. I had a good time. Ah, oh, me too. Do you want to close this out? You're in the you're in the the, the producer's chair tonight. No.